It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Swings it out to Sadiq Faye. Gets Benny Bader. Oh! Abdul at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win. The three-pointer by Jordan Poole. Here's the give. Walker. Kenny Walker. Touchdown. Swing. Goff's got it. Back. Looks. Throws. And yes. caught. Touchdown to Craig Lyons. They did it. Armin Ross. They brought him to the receiving end. Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Parkin in on goal. Scores! His first career hat-trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is hump day, the 21st day of February 2024. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And, of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Our Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website. XPMornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at RyanL underscore key. Ben Glaze at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Uh, gentlemen, good morning to uh, to both of you. Good morning. What's going on? How are we this Wednesday? Doing well. Uh, stayed up for that uh, the Michigan State game. Man, they left some uh, points off the board in that first half. A lot of, lot of balls just going right off the rim. Mm. Layups. Mm. Yeah. The, well, and you know what? I, I'll, I'll give Michigan State this. That is a uh, – that's odd. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a tough Saturday night on the road. And I know it's, it's just at Michigan, so it's not that far of a drive. But the late game Saturday night to turn around and have to play Tuesday – even though it's at home, it's still is still challenging, right? Right, because you're not home until Sunday and wee hours in the morning. Uh, you're getting your scouting report from your coaching staff. I'm I'm sure at some point, uh, either on the on the bus ride back uh, for for Iowa, or you know at some point Sunday, then you have what Monday before your yeah, your true. shoot around slash walk through uh, on Tuesday prior to the game. That's a really quick turnaround. Not a fan of the Saturday Tuesday uh, scheduling there. If it would have been Saturday earlier in the day, then maybe. But not to have to play at eight o'clock at night and then turn around and then have a, a another game on a Tuesday. I, I just don't think that works for the college schedule. For the pros, that's totally fine. Uh, but for the college game, it just doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't really work. And you know, it it also helps when Iowa makes a lot of shots. Yeah, that's true. 
there were some shots that they made that were just like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You see some of those go down, and it's like, all right. Um, now, vice versa, on Saturday night, when Michigan State was 0 for 40 from 3 in the first half, I was like, all right, here we go. This is good. This is good. Progress. Look at us go. Um, and I was happy about that. But just kind of uh, just kind of is uh, is what it is, and that's a uh, that's a a relatively it's not a damning loss, but it's a tough one. That's a tough loss because you want to be able to you know continue to build on the momentum that you have, and I just think that that's a uh, that, that's a real real tough uh, real tough turnaround. So that's the way that. Uh, I see last night's game. We'll talk more about that coming up here. Uh, we've got some big news coming out of Detroit. That is uh, what the Lions decided that they were going to do. Uh, we'll get you updated on that. Uh, we've got uh, some developments in the Kansas City uh, Chiefs parade shooting. College football uh, made a little bit of a move. Plus, uh, a really good article uh, about the uh, the Tigers' front office and Tigers' ownership uh, going about doing things, uh, doing getting taking care of some of the little things to make sure that the players are happy. And I thought that that was a that was a really good article. Really painted Chris Illich in a, in a very good light uh, as well. Plus, Jeremy Rise will join us to talk about what's going on in Detroit with the uh, with the Lions. We'll dive into uh, into the news from yesterday. And we'll talk a little bit about the cap as well. Probably do a little bit uh, a little bit of draft. You know. Because it's, you know, we haven't even hit the combine yet. You know what I mean? Like there's, you know, for me, I know that, um, you know, I know that you you could do it every day, you know, leading into, uh, leading into the draft. It's just not my style. It's just not something that I do uh, when it comes to, you know, the mock drafts and, and because there's so many situations and, and like last night, for example, uh, throughout the course of the college football season, and there was especially one day where I, I tweeted something out about J.J. McCarthy and somebody had told me, like, there's no way he goes in the first round. Like, yes, he's going in the first round. He's going in the first round. Like, it's it's going to happen. The mock drafts, have are, they have him as high as eight right now uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I just saw one from um, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network. He has him going to uh, being selected by Atlanta. That's an interesting pick uh, from from their perspective. But we, the quarterback is always overdrafted, right? I mean, that's how you end up with like guys like Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. You know what I mean? Like that's that that's what happens. People always overdraft uh, at that position, and you know it's he's he's going to be a first rounder for the people that don't think that. Uh, I'm shocked, and and just because it's a mock draft doesn't mean that it's written and that you know JJ is going to go. But I believe that he is. Uh, I believe that someone will draft him in the first round, and I'll be very interested to see what his combine uh, kind of looks like and what those numbers uh, look like for him and how that may sway uh, public opinion. Whether his you know draft stock rises or falls, I can't imagine it rising any further. I think anything in the top ten is pretty. Pretty impressive. I would be blown away by it, especially if he goes top 10. You're like, wow, we had a top 10 quarterback. Now, whether he turns out to be that good or not in the NFL, we'll have to wait and see. But if he gets drafted top 10, it's like we had a top 10 quarterback there. We barely even used him. 
I mean, we we had an entire game where we didn't use him one time in the second half. All he did was turn around and hand the ball off. So a a very, very interesting uh, time here for a lot of these franchises and for the Lions, what they're trying to do in clearing some of this uh, some of this cap space to try to get things, you know, reworked so that they can, you know, got to start saving now. And it's a it's a very, very difficult time of the year. All right. What else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. The Detroit Lions have released uh, veteran safety Tracy Walker III. The team uh, announced yesterday Walker had posted earlier in the day on his Instagram a goodbye message. Uh, I had a good feeling about this, uh, or a bad feeling, or a feeling that this was going to happen last week because uh, I was supposed to uh, have a uh, conversation with him on like last Thursday or Friday, but he ended up um, saying, you know what, I, I think I'll pass right now at this moment. And it's like, oh, boy, that's not good. That's not good. Never, uh, never a good sign. 29-year-old appeared in all 17 games last season. He made six starts, finished with 59 tackles, two passes defended, a forced fumble, and a sack. It was a uh, third-round selection in the 2018 draft. The Patriots' Matthew Slater uh, retiring from the NFL after 16 seasons. 16. How about that? He's got the record for the most special teams Pro Bowl appearances with 10. And he is all done with the game of football. The Detroit Red Wings and Michael Rasmussen got a deal done yesterday. That's great. Four years, $12.8 million extension. More on that coming up, and I loved it. And uh, EA Sports College Football 25 will include Notre Dame. Uh, why is that news? I have no idea. Was Notre Dame raising a stink about that? Uh, the will it or won't it back and forth, allegedly, between the school and uh, the video game producer? Let, leave them out. Don't let them cause a stink. Just leave them out. We'll be back with more X's and Bros after this year on the Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new food district. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. The Freddie the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. 
Traverse City to the Glass City. GR to the Motor City. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you ride along with us no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Well, let's get right to that Meyer Supercenter guest line. That's where we find Ryan after the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes uh, walked into the Breslin. 78-71, your final score uh, for Iowa. I got I to gotta throw two things at the wall real quick. One, uh, Michigan State shot a lot better from three last night than they did on Saturday. I mean, they shot 50% from three. That's a tough game. Uh, but this one, to me, you like... <sighs> Cooper only playing 12 minutes is kind of a travesty to me because you have Madi Sissoko or Madi Sissoko, who is, how do you start the game and only play five minutes? Like in, in how are you as old as he is, which I'm not even sure how old he is, uh, but he's like a super senior, like how this game is lost at this position here at the, at the center spot. Like they, they have to find yeah. a way to find somebody who, uh, and I, I believe that can be Carson Cooper, um, if he, you know, just give him some time. I believe it can be him. It's not an indictment on him. But Madi Sissoko, uh, his lack of production, his entire career at Michigan State is just, it's its flabbergasting. It's not flabbergasting. The guy just doesn't know how to play basketball. That is flabbergasting. Like, you're with Tom Izzo every day of the week for five years. Figure it out. Yeah, and you only play five minutes because you get two fouls in the first three minutes. Cooper's minutes were limited because he got two fouls in the next five minutes. And your answer could be simply, you could play your five-star center that you brought in a little more, who had productive minutes in the first half, and then saw the entire bench the second half. But I don't want to put the whole blame, as MSU Twitter is doing right now, on you would have won the game if Xavier Booker played in the second half. No, you would have won the game if you would have realized that the game was 7 p.m. Central or 7 p.m. Eastern instead of 7 p.m. Central because you didn't wake up. You weren't there in the first half. And that's, that, that's, a, that's a really tough ask, and I'm not making an excuse for Sparty, but when you have to play a Saturday night with an 8 o'clock tip-off, and I know it's close, right? But you're still, I mean, it's it's far, you know, it's close enough you're on the bus, far enough away you can't just hop on a plane and be there right away. You know, it's it's still, you're not getting home until, you know, after midnight, Saturday going into Sunday. Who knows what time the bus actually arrived there and, you know, guys get back to their place and, you know, pass out for a few hours. And then what? You get your scouting report Sunday. Maybe you have a walk uh, walk through or a shoot around. Maybe you do some homework. Maybe you have like your four side pieces over. I don't know. And then you have Monday, regular day of class practice, and then boom, game Tuesday. I really don't think that that's a, a great recipe. Now, at the NBA level, it doesn't bother me at all because those are, that's, you know, that's the job. Right, you get paid handsomely for it. But for college kids, um, the the Saturday night into Tuesday has always been a very quick turnaround. And I don't care how close you know East Lansing is to Ann Arbor; that's a tough ask for any program. Still, I mean, at this point with this team, it's a very uh, upperclassman heavy team. You should be able to kind of deal with. At least in this instance, it is a closer away game being an hour away by bus ride. Like, 
I mean, thank you for trying to provide an excuse, but to me, that's not an excuse. Like you're going from Ann Arbor to home. It's if you had a Saturday night off and then you decided to go out with your friends in Ann Arbor and you had a game Tuesday. Like <laughs> That was an emotional game for Michigan State on Saturday night. It took a lot out of them. And you run you know, into an just, Iowa team. Yeah, it's, you run to an Iowa team that's, that's playing pretty well. That just was throwing up junk in the first half and somehow going in. So you knew this was going to be a bad one, especially when you missed eight layups in the whole throughout the entire game. You missed and, eight layups and seven free throws. And Iowa was a team that now has won three out of four. They were coming off a win against uh, a 20th ranked Wisconsin Badger team, 88 to 86 at home. Uh, so it's not like they're, you know, and they got a, the Iowa's got a really tough stretch. They have Illinois uh, coming up and then Northwestern and Illinois again at the end of the year with Penn State uh, smudged in between there. I say the end of the year like it's not in a, in a couple of weeks. I can't believe that, by the way. So I went to look at my schedule, uh, my game schedule, and I guess I didn't realize uh, that. We, two games left? Oh, dude, I mean, I was shocked. I was like, wait a minute, what? How, wait a minute, time out here. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Four games left on the regular season schedule, I believe. I mean, two, two home and two road. Yeah, I was. I was. No, it's winding down. It is. It is. And I know that we have. Um, I'm still waiting to find out what the deal is with the uh, regional semifinals. Uh, the what is it? The Elite Eight will have. Um, Sweet sixteen Elite Eight. Sweet sixteen right. Elite Eight, I believe at LCA. But the thing about that is uh, that. You know, that is actually ran by the host schools are U of D and Oakland. So it, as far as like my responsibilities there, responsibilities there, easy for me to say. I don't know if I have to work those yet, and I'm going to find out at some point from the from the Detroit Sports Commission because if they bring in, you know, if U of D or Oakland brings in their own guy, then that's what they that's what they do. No harm, no foul. It is what it is. Um, they're the host school; they get to choose. But uh, yeah, I mean, for for Michigan. They'll play tomorrow. They get Northwestern on the road, and then they get into their final two. Uh, Purdue uh, coming up this weekend at home, and then March 10th against Nebraska. So I'm sitting there. I look at the calendar. I'm like, holy smokes! Like this is really like this is really it. You know, I keep thinking that for whatever reason, there is like a, you know some second half of the season that's coming up. Like no, like my team's three and twelve and eight and eighteen. I don't want to make it about my team. Uh, so I'll go back to Michigan State, but they, like the like the season is coming to a close. Now I don't think that that loss to Iowa is it's unfortunate because of where it puts them in the standings. Now Michigan State needs Michigan to do a little work here against Northwestern if they want to get that top four slot now for the Big Ten tournament. Because now they're half game back. MSU has MSU has their chances. They get to, they play Purdue on the road. After that, they get Northwestern at home. So you have two teams sitting in front of you that you're playing as well. And you get Ohio State, hopefully a buffer on Sunday as, you know, to into Purdue. Ohio State already got their interim bump. They got their win versus Purdue. They can slide back to what they've been all season. I don't need another crazy performance out of someone you've never heard of before off the bench. <laughs> I just want a nice, simple 80-point Molly Wap on a Sunday afternoon. Is it too hard to ask? that I can just be happy for a solid month out of the basketball season. Have you 
Have you been happy this basketball season yet? Uh, for stretches, it seems like for three day stretches, it's one it's one step forward, you know, three steps back, two steps forward, a couple more steps back. I mean, this team just like they win two games and they, they think they are they went to the championship game already. It feels like by the effort that shows the next game. Congrats, you beat Penn State, Michigan on the road. Like your national championship bound now. Well, um, there was a stretch that they did win five in a row. Uh, Baylor to North, uh, what was that? Baylor to uh, Penn State earlier in the year. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know they'll win three, then and lose two, and then you you know lose one, win three, lose one. Like it just it it happens. I don't know, you know, being that they were probably. Uh, the rating was probably overinflated to begin the season. Uh, that probably set the fan base and some of the outsiders up for failure, like myself. Like, I was like, okay, you know, number four in the country. And, or, you know, okay, at the time they had Jeremy Fears. And I don't know if he makes like that big of a difference, but he's probably going to give you eight to 10 a night. Uh, but regardless, the, um, you know, maybe there was a little bit more of a uh, an overinflated valuation of what we thought Michigan State was going to be. And so that made. Uh, the beginning of the season maybe a little bit more difficult, and I think that when you tip the tip the season off and the James Madison loss happens, I think that that's really kind of the first eye opening that wait a minute we're kind of in for a long ride. Because I think when you saw the number four, you're thinking to yourself like, okay, like this should be this could be a great season. Like we're going to be, you know, a what a 26 and six type of team going into the tournament. That just unfortunately hasn't been. Uh, the case for Michigan State. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more X's and Bros. The Lions made a move yesterday. What are they doing? We'll talk about it next year on the Michigan Sports Network. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Our Meyer Supercenter guest line 866. 866- 838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. 866-838-HUGE is the number. So very grateful to have you with us this morning. And some tough news that we had to see yesterday. We kind of saw the writing on the wall a little bit uh, as a, a post from Tracy Walker uh, was circling. And uh, Tracy Walker's run with the Detroit Lions is coming to a close after six seasons. The, the Lions released him yesterday afternoon he posted earlier a farewell message to his supporters on social media the move uh, to cut walker saves the lions about five and a half million dollars in cap space according to over the cap walker wrote detroit i want to thank you for welcoming me in as a rookie and accepting me as family i want to thank the ford family for giving me the opportunity to be a part of something special over these last six years i want to thank my fans and supporters for always having my back through it all i want to thank the city for holding down for me. It was many ups and downs, but that's life. And life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you respond with that. Being the future is bright and the time is coming harder than ever. Year seven. Um, he's a former team captain. He was a third round selection in 2018. And, you know, he started to really get into a little bit of you know, a groove there. And then Matt Patricia's staff in 2020 kind of blew that up a little bit. And then year one under Dan Campbell had a career year and he signed a three-year extension. But then he tore his Achilles three games into the season and, you know, never got back to that same point where he was at because that injury opened the door for a guy by the name of Kirby Joseph to be able to come in, uh, step in. And we got to be able to see what Kirby Joseph uh, was all about. And then... You have the rookie, Brian Branch, who did so much in the slot that it kind of altered a little bit of what the team was thinking about doing. And they had C.J. Gardner-Johnson moving to safety. Walker was back in the lineup for a stretch after the peck injury to C.J. G.J., but then was moved to special teams for a stretch. And that's just too money, too much money uh, to have there for a guy playing special teams. Like that just that, that just is what it is. Uh, so they begin the process, and this is a difficult process that the, you know, for a guy that appeared in all 17 games, he made six starts, finished with 59 tackles, two passes defended, a forced fumble, and a sack. And you look at where we're at here, uh, at this at this spot, C.J. Gardner-Johnson tears his peck, and then, you know, Tracy Walker's back in the starting lineup, and then lost that, uh, you know, job to Ifatu Melon Fonwu, who we've been waiting for Melly a little bit, you know, to see what he was going to be all about. And we realized that, yeah, we have a, you know, we got a tandem back here that is very young with, uh, with Kirby and, and with Melly. And those guys are going to be able to uh, step up. And, and now the question is CJ Gardner Johnson, right? There are some tough questions uh, this team needs to ask. And this is the point of the year for that. And this time of year is always difficult uh, when it comes to 
you know, the, the fan favorites and things of that nature. Uh, but one thing I do really have a lot of faith that I've talked a lot about this uh, with the Jamal Williams move, for example, like Jamal Williams has a career year, sets the career mark uh, for touchdown carries in a single season by a Detroit Lions player, albeit he broke Barry's record by getting the extra 17th regular season game. That's neither here nor there. He breaks the record. He is a fan favorite. The people love him because of hard knocks. You know, if you, if you don't want to run with the big dogs, stay on the porch of the poodles or whatever, whatever the hell he said. And, uh, you know, people loved him. People loved Jamal Williams. And then last offseason, this organization had to make a decision. And David Montgomery was available. And they decided to go with a guy who has been just as productive as Jamal Williams, who is a little bit younger than Jamal Williams. And they were and and David Montgomery, let's face it, the Chicago Bears offensive line, nowhere near as good as the Detroit Lions offensive line. And so therefore, you know, the decision is made. They bring in David Montgomery. Uh, they cut ties with Jamal Williams. DeAndre Swift showed some flashes. They moved on from him, drafted Jameer, uh, Jameer Gibbs. So this is a team in a front office that I think you can have a lot of faith in uh, because they are uh, willing to make the difficult decisions as the adults in the room. They're not going to get emotionally attached to somebody. They know it's a difficult process. Uh, they know that this is the hardest part of it because you're asking these guys you know, all season long to believe in what you're doing. And then the buy-in is there. And then you realize he's just not, it's just not it. And that makes things difficult. That truly makes things difficult. Now the conversation yesterday in regards to uh, Mike Evans, for example, really seemed to ruffle some feathers, really seemed to ruffle some feathers. And I know that there are a lot of folks out there uh, that do not want to spend money on a wide receiver. I personally am usually one of those people that I'm not going to overpay uh, for a wide receiver uh, because if you spend 18 or 20 million on a guy that's not named Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Because you already have the production and you have the production out of Mike Evans as well. I mean, the guy's never had less than a thousand yard season. Like that's pretty incredible. He's 30 years old. What will you get out of him moving forward? How long will that deal be? Uh, what will that deal look like from a monetary standpoint? Like those are all big questions. If he even wants to leave uh, Tampa Bay, I'm sure he's very comfortable there in Tampa. It's a great city, probably one of the more underrated cities in all of Florida. Maybe one of the more underrated cities in the country. However, my theory behind it is is pretty plain and simple. You're not going to have to necessarily overpay for Jamison Williams. Like Jamison Williams would have to have a an extraordinary two thousand plus yard season this upcoming year. I just don't see that happening because of his injury and because of the the minuscule production that he's had. I I th- I don't think that that number is going to cost you what some people believe it is going to cost you. Right? Is there some potential there? Yes, of course there is. With just his overall speed alone, there is some potential. But I think that the Lions will be in good position to be able to re-sign a guy like that. I think that if you can get a deal with a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, and perhaps maybe three for 25 is a is a little much, but maybe you get him on a four for 20. Four years, $20 million. A lot of people will look at that and be their eyes will get as big as dinner plates. But you have to factor in, you've had three incredible years from Amon Ross St. Brown on his rookie deal in which he didn't cost you anything. Right. So I'm doing I'm doing full math, whatever his extension is going to be, in addition to the three years that you got him dirt cheap. Uh, I personally think that the biggest uh, the biggest 
sacrifice, air quotes here, sacrifice has to come from the quarterback position. Uh, I do not see Jared Goff as a $50 million quarterback. I, I just don't. Um, I think that when you enter the realm of one of the top one or two highest paid at your position, you have to be extraordinarily special. Like they're, like an Aaron Donald is worth being in the top three at his position. Patrick Mahomes is worth being in the top three of his position. You know, guys like that, you might even say a Tyree Kill. You might even say a Mike Evans. Um, you know, a Justin Jefferson. Those are like top three extraordinarily special pieces to your to your team. I don't see Jared Goff like that. It's not a knock on him. It's a knock on that number. And wherever that 50 million number is coming from, uh, I think that that is one of those where you have to have a real adult conversation and say, look, Tom Brady is the best quarterback that's ever played this game. He's got seven Super Bowls, six with New England, one with Tampa Bay. Uh, we saw what happened in New England when he left. Like he is the key cog in the wheel. He makes the, you know, he, he's the, the straw that stirs the drink. New England fell off a cliff the moment Brady left. Brady went and won a Super Bowl immediately. Like, there, there was something special about Tom. He's not the most athletic guy in the world, but that guy is a quarterback. That's what you need. Stand in the pocket, deliver the football. However, in today's game, when we look at the quarterback position and trying to get to the quarterback, the quarterback's ability to for elusiveness has never, never been needed to be higher. Like, we live in an era where defensive players especially along the D-line, even your interior linemen are running four, you know, sub four seven forties. Like, you have to be able to be mobile. I don't see that out of Jared Goff. And I'm not saying you have to be a running quarterback. There's no such thing as a running quarterback. The quarterback is there to throw the football, period. If you can't complete better than 60% of your passes, you're not going to play NFL football. Like, that's what it is. That's the, that's the, the low-level benchmark there. It's got to be 60% or above or you're out. So it doesn't matter how athletic you are and how, how fast you can run. It's too many hits. You have to be able to stay in the pocket. You have to be able to command your offense. You have to have it, right? Do I think Jared Goff has it? I think Jared Goff is a very good quarterback. A very good quarterback. I think he's top 10, top 12 in the league. But I don't think that he's $50 million a season. And I think that when you start to get up into that number... That number starts to increase. It's starting to eat way too much of your salary cap. Way too much. And that's the question I think you honestly have to have with Jared at this point. It's like, look, the, the hell with your agent. Don't listen to him. Listen to you. You made $160 million in career earnings. Do you need to have $50 million a year? Do, do you need your ego to be stroked to the point where you're one of the top X amount of players paid at your position? Because you're not Lamar Jackson and you're not Patrick Mahomes. It's just that there's nothing. It's just, I'm just being honest. And if you could talk him off that ledge and say, look, look at what Tom did in New England all those years. Do you want to get paid or do you want to have a team around you? Plain and simple. And then you let him make that call. What do you want to do? And I think that you have you have an adult conversation in the room. These conversations never leave. 
I don't even think it makes it to his agent until he decides. But I think that's the legitimate phone call you have to have with Brad and with Dan. Like, look, this is what we have to do here. You know, you're in that $30 million range. Do you need more? Do you honestly need more? Or do you want to win? Because if you want to win and you sit around where you're at right now from a cap standpoint, like we got it, we have an opportunity, we have a chance here. Because what I think a lot of people are factoring in or forgetting to factor in for this upcoming offseason is that you are going to have your four picks from last year that made immediate impacts on this team. And who knows what, like we're, we're a guy like uh, Antoine Green, for example, who knows what he turns out to be. And maybe there is, um, you know, in my fantasy land of Mike Evans, maybe they move past that and say, you know what, there's a guy in the third round or the fourth round that we really like at wide receiver that we're going to add to this group, right? And make that fifth wide receiver spot very competitive. I like Khalif Raymond a lot. I think Khalif Raymond came up big in the receiving game, but I think that he was durable, dependable, and everything else in special teams, like especially in punt return. He was, he was sensational. Right, so a guy like Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, that's a pretty good four. But it would be nice to have that big sort of like X receiver that is going to game break a little bit. You know, we kind of expected that from Jamison Williams. I thought we saw signs of it with Jamison Williams. But at the same time, you know, Is there somebody out there? I just don't know how you would say that Mike Evans wouldn't make an immediate impact on this team. We're just all worried about the cap number. And the fact that people are worried about the cap number is a good sign to me because I see that we're, you know, we're working with some people that have advanced a little bit, which is nice. You know, I was not, um, you know, there were a couple of guys like Montez Sweat, for example. Montez Sweat gets picked up by the Chicago Bears. The Bears defense immediately improved. Immediately. They were better. But Montez Sweat comes with a hefty price tag. Is that a tag that you're willing to pay when you could look at addressing this position, perhaps maybe in the draft? Because I think we can all agree that our big needs, defensive line, secondary, and I think you got to put offensive line up there as a priority. I honestly think that you do. You know, you're going to, you're going to need to have Graham Glasgow back. What are you going to do with Jonah Jackson? You know, Jonah Jackson, who is, you know, kind of hurt a lot. He's a good player, but he's hurt a lot. So availability being an ability. You have your bookend tackles and and Decker and Sewell. So I'm fine there. And then you have Frank Ragnow, who's kind of like, ah, he's talked about it. And that's usually not a good sign. Once the guy starts talking about, you know, what he's going to do life after football, that means that he's, he's mentally moving into that next phase of his life. So you, you need to start looking at center again, too. And it doesn't mean that if you drafted a center like the kid from Oregon, if you if you had to draft a guy at center, it doesn't mean he's going to come in and play and replace Frank Ragnow right away. That's not going to happen. But it would be probably a pretty good spot to be in, considering the fact that we are looking at having ourselves four picks in the top 100. It's Jackson Powers Johnson, by the way, is the center from Oregon, 6'3", 320, positionally ranked number two, overall ranked number 57, according to ESPN.com. Graham Barton is the number one center, 6'5", 314 out of Duke, right? Is that a direction uh, that you want to go? And then, of course, we think that Marvin Harrison's going to go very early. Roma Dunze, uh, he will go early. 
Uh, Keon Coleman will probably go early. You remember that name, right? So where do you find yourselves from a wide receiver position? You know, do you find yourself with a, you know, Xavier Worthy out of Texas? Do you find yourself with a Jermaine Burton uh, out of Alabama? Like who's going to be, you know, what direction are you going to go there? But you also know, you know, I'd love to have Roman Wilson. I don't know if we need Amon Ross St. Brown part two. Where is this team going to go? In, from the secondary standpoint. You know, will Cooper DeGene, will Nate Wiggins, will Quinion Mitchell, Kool-Aid McKinstry, will any of these guys be available there for the Detroit Lions that they can address that? Because the reason I bring up the draft is you're going to have four guys in the top 100. If three of them work out, for Brad Holmes to go four for four last year with those first four picks all in the top four, like that's the top 45, like that's crazy. I Of course, yes, if you draft somebody in the first round, they're expected to be there and contribute day one. Uh, but to have not only Jameer Gibbs, but Jack Campbell and Sam Laporta and Brian Branch all being, you know, starters at some point, like that's that's pretty and contributing members where we could see a very bright future for that individual on our team. That's pretty impressive. So I don't expect Brad Holmes to go four for four. It's the draft. It's never easy. It's not a pure science. You gotta have a really good feel for it, and there's a reason why so many GMs uh, get fired every offseason. Because guys just, you know, they're just not good at evaluating and picking the talent. I have a lot of faith in Brad Holmes, and those four picks in the top 100 should make you, as a Lions fan, feel overall very, very comfortable. Very comfortable. Now, what we'll do is uh, when we get a little bit closer, we get through the combine. Uh, we'll put up a link on our Twitter page at X's and Bros. And we'll probably put it up on our Facebook page as well. And uh, we'll have everybody do mock drafts and take a screenshot and post it in the thread so that we can see it and kind of get a gauge uh, for where people are going. Because I think that that would be uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fun uh, just to see where everybody's minds uh, are at. You know, if Brad Holmes is able to wheel and deal it all with any of those picks and able to, you know, because who knows? We know that he's not afraid to move around. So that we got a lot of a lot of questions there for sure. But the Lions say goodbye to Tracy Walker because they have been so strong in the draft. We'll step aside. More X's and Bros. Hour 2 next. Michigan Sports Network. The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema, the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema, the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend. And you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. You could win and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right, we'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. 
Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks when I shop in store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.